Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Zach. And I'm Seth. We are the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's right. We are the Classic Gaming Brothers. We are. Uh, we are. That's right. That's right. So Seth, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, I've been doing great. Uh, been hanging out, playing some video games. Nice. Uh, specifically, I've been playing a game called Rosewater, which is a game that's being developed by Grundoslav Games. And Grundoslav, and I'm probably saying it wrong, also did Lamplight City, which is a, uh, in a, a noir detective adventure game set in kind of like a steampunk world. Rosewater is a Western adventure in the alternate 19th century world of Lamplight City. So it, it just makes the steampunk Western. And I think it's actually a pretty interesting game. I've, it's currently out where it's just the demo. So I've been playing the, the demo instead of the actual game since the game is uh, the release date for the game is coming soon. And I actually played a little bit of Lamplight City and enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, I didn't get stuck into it, but I feel like I like the Wild West motif more than the Lamplight motif so i think i may enjoy rosewater more instead of a detective trying to solve a crime you play as a an author who goes on a a, a harrowing journey across the frontier and encounters various western people while still staying in that uh, 19th century world of uh, lamplight city it's a standard uh point and click adventure game where you uh you know navigate the screens and pick up items and talk to people and it's fully voiced which is nice and it's got some nice pixel art so it's uh rosewater and it's coming soon but i think you can download the demo now zach what have you been playing recently seth recently i've been playing stranglehold uh, which was developed in 2007 by midway studios chicago and published by midway games stranglehold is the sequel to the 1992 hong kong action film hard-boiled. The game was produced by the director of said film, John Woo, and features the actor who's in the film, Chow Yun-Fat, reprising his role as Inspector Tequila Yuen. Uh, the game plays as a third-person shooter and shares some similarities to Max Payne in that you do wield pistols and can do various dives, leaps over objects, and enter what's called tequila time where you slow down the world around you to better shoot your enemies and dodge bullets i'm a huge fan of john woo's films and i specifically very much love his movie hard-boiled and his movie the killer both are films that star chow yun fat hard-boiled in particular is one of my favorite movies and this game is a real treat to play because it's it's exactly like playing hard-boiled right down to the incredibly corny plot inspector tequila is a is a cop and in the game one of the first missions you go on is is this guy has kidnapped another cop and your captain is like tequila you can't go into this mission alone if you go into this mission alone you'll be reckless and tequila's like i'm not going in alone 
I've got my friends. And he pulls out his two dual pistols. Tequila is stylized as a cop who doesn't play by the rules. And his chief just kind of puts up with him. Kind of like Detective Stabler from Law and Order. Yeah, except if Detective Stabler was like unhinged and dual wielded pistols everywhere. I mean, he's 100% unhinged. (laughs) That's true. It's a really fun game. I recommend you play it if you like action movies or if you just like John Woo films or if you just want to play a really fun shooter from the 2000s. If, If you like Max Payne. You'll, you'll like Stranglehold. Yeah, it also kind of gives me like a little Sleeping Dog vibes. Maybe the yeah. guy in Sleeping Dogs is probably a better police officer. Yeah, I mean, Sleeping Dogs is definitely inspired by like the Hong Kong action genre, which yeah. is where John Woo derives his cinema from. And the game is also set in Hong Kong, which is where Sleeping Dogs is set. So a lot of the... You know, set pieces and stuff are very familiar, like fish markets and stuff. I I enjoyed Sleeping Dogs. I feel like it's an underrated game. I love Sleeping Dogs. I think Sleeping Dogs is a very silly game because uh, my copy glitched really badly when I was playing. And at one point, my guy got shot and died. But the game didn't, like, game over screen. It just showed my dead body. And the body just started sliding across Mm. the ground. And I just, like, slid down the highway. (laughs) I'm very happy that uh, the Legendary Edition of Mass Effect didn't patch out any of the fun Mass Effect glitches especially when you play as Commander Shepard and you're talking to someone who's behind you and your head spins and you get stuck in a spinning Shepard uh, movement. Yeah, I got I got Shepard jammed. I almost grabbed a, a video of it because he was just, it was nuts. But anyway, game glitches are fun. Maybe we should do an episode entirely on game glitches. Maybe we should, but that's not today's episode. Today's episode, we're talking about a game that probably does have its fair share of glitches, but that game is Dead Space. It's actually a pretty, not only is it relevant because it's October, but it's also relevant because the remake is on its way uh, i might be out let's find out oh it's 2023 it is on its way january that's a horrible time to release a game and a spooky game so yeah so there's at least some like news in the world talking about dead space right now so it's kind of relevant which as if you've listened to this podcast for long enough you know that being relevant is the last thing that we do yeah we're, we're really bad at being relevant we did an episode on Journeyman, and uh, I, you know, we, we're very much a niche podcast. But I think Dead Space is—it's it's almost going into an un, unknown territory for us because it's more mainstream. Next, we'll be covering Call of Duty or something. I mean, the first game is kind of retro now, almost. I love the original Call of Duty. The original is great. Now, in terms of memories of Dead Space, I personally played a bit of Dead Space when I was over at a friend's house. Uh, they had it for either the PS3 or Xbox 360. I do not remember. I remember playing it, though, and thinking it was a very spooky game um, and enjoying it. And I do have a copy on my PC. I think I got it for free from Origin. But also at that point, or around that point, I was the president of my high school's anime club because I am the, the coolest person that I know. And some kid in our anime club was like, let's watch the Dead Space anime. And he said this, like, every single time we met. He would come up to me and he'd say, Zach we should watch the Dead Space anime. And I would say, no. And then he would say, no, we should. And I would say, no. And I insisted on not watching it because I knew what Dead Space was. And I was like, we're not watching a Dead Space anime in an anime club because A, it wasn't even an anime, but B, more importantly, I knew it was going to be violent as as all hell. And uh, one day I was late for anime club. Guess what they put on when I was not there? The Dead Space anime. And guess who was really pissed at us? Our teacher who was supposed to be supervising our club. <laughs> and you got in trouble because you were the president. I, yeah, yeah. I'm still angry at that man. It's 
just it's very gory i just remember one scene of it's like one of the opening scenes someone's gets their throat slit and it just like pours blood out like a fountain anyway seth what what are your memories of dead space so i played it when it came out uh i played at least one and may have played two definitely don't think i played three i really enjoy dead space it's my kind of horror because it's a scary game but i also feel like the character is well equipped to handle the scary and thus the game is more actiony versus horror-y, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's like Isaac is kind of like Gordon Freeman. Yeah, he's like a nerd, but he's a nerd with a, a staple gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> it's like a it's a very powerful staple gun but it's a staple gun nonetheless but it's very much like aliens versus alien uh alien is a a horror movie and is scary aliens is an action horror movie with blasting and explosions and is less scary because it's mostly just marines dying it's like it's right up my alley so thus, I really like Dead Space. Um, I do like, uh, I remember two things from the game that really stick out to me. One was the life bar was your spine and your spine glowed blue. And as you got injured, your the it would deplete. And I thought that was kind of a cool way of representing, because uh, the game is a third person over like over the camera view. And so it, it shows your life bar as part of the character model, which was I thought was a unique way of showing your life. Um, versus having it in like a HUD while you're doing third person. And I believe your ammo count was on your actual gun in third person, like small numbers on it, if I recall correctly. I also remember that you could change. So the primary weapon that you use is like this nail gun. It's like this weird nail staple gun, but it's like a futuristic nail gun. And you could change it from being a vertical shooting to a horizontal shooting. And I thought that being able to change the direction, which the like how you do your spread was kind of a a unique way to make the same weapon different so i always thought that was that was kind of a cool aspect of dead space and i just i overall thought it was a really cool game it was really pretty when it came out in regards to graphics um and was was pretty triple a as it were now dead space was originally created by ea redwood shores who would eventually rebrand themselves to be known by the name of visceral studios now ea redwood was originally started when ea moved their headquarters from san mateo to Redwood Shores and they were like what should we call ourselves I know EA Redwood Shores Redwood Shores is a town in California as is San Mateo so they were like moving uh, I'm gonna say down the street but it could be very far away because California is a very large state compared to the state that I live in uh, in fact I believe it is the opposite size of state I'm curious Redwood Shores to San Mateo. Oh no, it's a 13 minute drive. Oh yeah, so it is down the street. And they did this move in 1998. And during this period, they created a game studio named it EA Redwood, but they operated it as EA Games. EA Redwood worked primarily on a number of projects that many people may be familiar with prior to them taking over the development of Dead Space. This include the EA Redwood Studios working on Future Cop LAPD in 1998, 007 Agent Under Fire in 2001, The Return of the King in 2003, uh, Everything or Nothing in 2004, they did The Godfather in 2006, which was a respectable Mafia game. It was not as good as Mafia 1, but was, I would say, better than Mafia 3, and probably a little bit on par with Mafia 2, maybe a little worse. And they worked on the console version of The Sims 2 Pets and various sports titles, mainly those that were branded with Tiger Woods, such as PGA Tour 2002, 
2003, and 2004. They were really all over the place when it came to developing games. They kind of just did what EA wanted them to do and just kind of did what needed to be done. And in 2000s, they started working on developing another sequel to System Shock. However, EA was not particularly interested in developing any original intellectual property titles. EA Redwood's Vice President Glenn Schofield attempted to convince the EA higher-ups to let them work on the sequel to System Shock, and eventually he was able to convince them to allow development to begin in full. However, Resident Evil 4 came out in 2005, and we actually did an episode on Resident Evil 4 not too many episodes ago. It might have been more appropriate to do it in around this time, but we decided to do it earlier. No, we were doing it because we had a fan request. Well, he did also request it like a year before. (laughs) Anyway, when Resident Evil 4 came out in 2005, it really made the world of survival horror kind of a popular title. And EA looked over and saw, wow, that game is selling really, really well. Do we have anything that we could kind of make into a a survival horror game? Because those games are selling. And according to the designers, Wright Bagwell and Ben Wana, they scrapped the idea for the new System Shock and began working on an original title, called Dead Space because they were going to make a spooky system shock thing. Part of Dead Space's development was Glenn Schofield wanting to develop a terrifying horror game along the same vein as Silent Hill or the Resident Evil series because the higher-ups told him that would sell. (laughs) From here, they began working on a game that was known at the time as Rancid Moon. They fully pitched the idea to EA, and EA gave them three months to put together a prototype. Now, this prototype would actually use the same engine as The Godfather, which was incredibly helpful as that engine supported various environmental effects that they wanted to make use of. The design of the game was very much influenced by Resident Evil 4, specifically with the third-person perspective. However, they didn't want the same style of tank controls that restricted the player's movements when they were attacking. So, uh, if you remember us talking about Resident Evil and Resident Evil 4, in the gameplay, uh, if you are attacking, you have to stop, point your gun, and fire. They didn't want that, so they were working on making the game fast-paced. They also incorporated resource management, but opted to make it less frustrating than previous survival horror games, and a bit more balanced. To make the game more immersive, they also opted to have any HUD elements to be in-universe, as Seth was alluding to earlier in his memories. And they also incorporated things like video and audio logs that would play in real time. Another important element was sound design. For things like zero-g environments, it was decided to mute or muffle sound effects from within the main character's suit to mimic the vacuum of space. They also made it so certain sound cues could be used to help identify various enemies or signal their attacks. The team made use of various other sound design elements, such as something that they called fear emitters, which would control the volume of music and sound effects based on the distance from a threat or an event. The team also originally wanted to make use of a lot of jump scares, but they decided to remove a majority of these jump scares as they felt that it was better to focus the game's terror on the atmosphere itself and not on just being scared by something popping up. Zach, how did we go from Rancid Moon to Dead Space? Uh, according to some people, the, the name Dead Space was eventually decided on because it can be kind of a double entendre. Dead Space, as in it's uh, there's nothing that can live in space. And right. you are surrounded by Ooh. necromorphs, which are like these essentially zombie-like creatures. But also in the game, they have a lot of elements of like dementia and memory loss 
and kind of, I know sometimes people refer to in audio and video a period of silence as dead space. Oh, that is a nice little double entendre there instead of just rancid moon, which could have been a game about uh, a moon made of cheese. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like a hundred percent the reason, but it's definitely like what everyone else is saying. Yeah, so. well, I'm sure it's that is now one hundred percent the reason. And I feel like wonder what the world would be like if we were in a world full of games called Rancid Moon. Now, the atmosphere for Dead Space was inspired in part by the movie Event Horizon, which is a horror film set aboard a disabled spaceship that has chaotic stuff happen to it because a guy accidentally opens a portal to hell. Which, as you can ask, Doom Guy happens a lot. The game also derives some influence from the films Solaris and Alien, and the main character, Isaac Clarke, derives his name from Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke, who writes science fiction, and thus he is an embodiment of a sci- science fiction authors. But Isaac Clarke is not an author. No, he's not. He's an engineer. But he might be an author in his free time. You don't know like what additional stuff Isaac <laughs> he's he's an engineer by trade he's just like blasting xenomorphs with his nail gun he's like god i really need to work this into my next novel (laughs) or maybe he's like a poet and he's just like thinking about like poetry i think isaac writes romance detective novels that's what i'm picturing (laughs) under a pen name yes under a pen name Now, Dead Space was officially released in 2008 and became a fairly big success for EA Redwoods, and we'll talk more about the success of the game later. However, after the game was released, EA decided that EA Redwoods needed to no longer be named after the town, but instead was going to be named Visceral Studios. And... When EA Redwood was renamed Visceral Studios, they moved away from EA Games as a whole and became their own division and became a what's known as a genre studio, where they would focus on genre games, namely Dead Space. They also created two sister studios, Visceral Montreal and Visceral Melbourne, who worked on games like Dead Space but in Canada and in Australia. (laughs) Visceral would go on to release a variety of other games beyond Dead Space, including Dante's Inferno, releasing that in 2010, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. Isn't that the sequel to Army or the DLC? I think so. Not, not, they didn't do Army of Two, they just did The Devil's Cartel, which I believe is the DLC to the Army of Two, which was released in 2013, and Battlefield Hardline, releasing in 2015. I actually, I think I really liked Battlefield Hardline. I think that was like one of the last Battlefield single-player games. And they were supposed to be developing a Star Wars project under the name Project Ragtag, but in 2017, EA decided to close the doors on Visceral Studios, and which was a little bit done because EA decided to move away from publishing single-player games and focus more on multiplayer games with microtransaction and loot box mechanics because gambling is good for children. Also because Dead Space 3 sold and was received very poorly, so EA might have been like, mm, I think we're done with the genre games. <laughs> So it might have been Dead Space that made Visceral Games no longer around. It put the name on the map, and then it wiped them off the map just the same. Now, Dead Space, for those who haven't figured it out yet, takes place in space. You play as Isaac Clarke, who is an engineer who is looking to find out- Part-time author. (laughs) Who is an engineer, part-time author, looking to find (laughs) out what happened to his girlfriend, Nicole Brennan. You arrive on a ship called the Kellyan, but it soon crashes into another ship called the Ishimura. And uh, this isn't great, because the Ishimura- 
seems to be infected with creatures called the necromorphs. Necromorphs are like zombies, but worse uh, in that they are they are disturbing looking. They have like oh, yeah. they have like spider arms. They're like twisted. They're yeah, they fast. walk creepy. So you need to use your engineering powers to kill them, uh, which means you have a weapon that's used for cutting metal and you use it to cut. Oh, that's right. It's a metal. It's a metal cutting gun. It's not actually a staple gun. I thought it was. Staple. I think you do get like a nail gun, but oh yeah, you only get engineering weapons, uh, engineering tools. But your first weapon is a. It like cuts in lines, and it's designed yes. for cutting metal, and you use it to like sever necromorphs in half, which is very visceral. Very visceral, but you know what? That's some good engineering skills. During the game, you learn that the Ishimura was illegally mining the planet of Aegis 7, and they were looking for something called the Red Marker, which is connected to the Church of Unitology, which may or may not be inspired by the Church of Scientology. But you didn't hear us say that, lawyers at the Church of Scientology. Please do not cease and desist us. The game plays from a third-person perspective, where action is primarily controlled by moving Isaac around and walking him through the Ishimura and killing necromorphs. Uh, you also have to solve various puzzles at times using that brilliant engineering brain of yours, uh, usually to get past, like, a section of the level you're currently in because, like, you enter a room, but the door is in a different location and you need to figure out how to get the door to open, so you have to, like, do various things things to get things to work so let's talk about how dead space did because really that's what we're all interested in or at least that's what that's most interested in and that's me so that's what i'm going to talk about dead space was hyped moving into release they actually had a multimedia universe that was created just for dead space that included a limited comic book series that was actually published by image which is a very legitimate comic book company so they were like legit comic books. An animated film called Dead Space Downfall, which was a sequel to the comics, but a prequel to the game. And EA also released an alternate reality game with a special website that was dedicated to the alternate reality experience, all to hype up the game. When it finally released in October of 2008, on the 13th for consoles, the 20th for the PC, the 23rd and the 24th for the Australian and European markets. The game was so very hyped up, people were ready for Dead Space. It would be the only new property of that year to enter the top sales in North America in November with uh, sales of 193,000 units in that first month. It would then go on to have a slow start. But since the game was really good, it would get picked up and by December they were shipping a total of 421,000 units across all platforms and by february of 2009 ea would confirm that all versions of dead space had sold 1 million copies which i actually think is all versions together sold 1 million copies not each individual one sold 1 million copies dead space and mirror's edge for ea would go down as mildly disappointing for sales compared to the amount of money they spent marketing the games this is where EA learned a valuable lesson where you can only hype a game so much, but when it comes out, that's where the, you know, where the money meets the wheels as it were, and you draw more traction with a game based on 
actual performance of the game versus hype. And I also feel like if you hype a game up too much and the game doesn't meet up to expectations, you'll get backlash, as I'm sure everyone's aware. It did well enough that EA decided to rebrand the studio, which we talked about. Um, they would go on to be called Visceral Games. They went on to create not only all those other games we talked about, but Dead Space 2, which was released in 2011, and then Dead Space 3, which was released in 2013. They were also then working on Dead Space 4, and EA shut the doors on them in 2017. And really, that's possibly due to the lack of momentum of the sequels. 3 did especially bad when it came to sales. And AAA games had this thing, like EA was producing a game, so if it's EA was making it, they're not an independent studio, it had to be a AAA game. And if EA was making a AAA game, they had to put a bunch of marketing dollars behind it, and then EA spending millions of dollars in marketing and making not millions of dollars back in sales they're going to close the studios. But don't worry, folks. Isaac Clark, unlike Gage Blackwood from Journeyman, hasn't been forgotten about and is on his way back. Slowly, but surely, Isaac Clark will kill Necromorphs again. EA is remaking Dead Space with uh, Motive Studios behind it instead of Visceral Games, and they are planning to release it in 2023. However, it's not going to be in October of 2023, it'll be in January of 2023. Motive, if you're wondering what other games they did, they did Battlefront 2 and Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, one of those was very good. And one of those had a lot of controversy behind it. They also have announced that there are no plans on introducing microtransactions into Dead Space. So if they, if EA sticks to their promises, which none of us will believe they will, then it may be a pretty good game. Could be fun. I think we hate on EA a lot. We do, but for, I mean, valid reasons. <laughs> yes, but I feel like, uh, I'm going to be honest, I feel like EA has been doing work to try to recover their image, unlike other companies. Yeah, but it doesn't help that EA nearly got in trouble with multiple countries and their governments because of Battlefront 2. But at least they're not Blizzard. That's true. That's true. That's true. We still haven't done our Activision yet episode, and that's going to be a messy episode. Like, to be honest, EA has made some calc- like, they've made some mistakes, right? Not only did they have the big microtransaction- I mean, they just recently made a mistake where they posted something on Twitter about how they're trying to be trendy, and there was like the, uh, I love him for everything except for this kind of thing, and they said it for single player games. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> And they were like, I mean, EA is not the brightest company in the world. However, I think that they are learning from the market. And I think they are trying to make games without micro. Dread Fallen Order is a solid game. There's nothing wrong with that game. So I think if they continue to stay true and not to try to introduce gambling at every aspect of their game and sell games for a reasonable price that doesn't include spending $1,400 to become Darth Vader, then maybe uh, Dead Space, the remake of Dead Space 2, or the remake of Dead Space, I guess remake of just original Dead Space, uh, may actually be a pretty good game. If you told me that I could spend money to become Darth Vader in Dead Space, I might spend money to become Darth Vader in Dead Space. No, don't listen to that, because they might send, they might (laughs) might sell some uh, cosmetics. All right, that is our Dead Space episode. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We're going to get into our retro rewind. I'm going to go first, Seth. So last week, Seth had me play The Jungle Book for the Sega Genesis. The Jungle Book came out in 1994, and it is based on the 1967 film of the same name, which in turn is based on the 1894 book of the same name. In the game, you play as Mowgli, who is a young boy that gets raised by animals in the jungle. The game is a a side-scroller, though it has both uh, vertical and horizontal scrolling elements. Uh, You have to climb up various tall vines and uh, climb trees in order to collect various 
fruits and treasures. At some point, you are then tasked with getting to a specific goal. Like in the first level, you have to find Bagheera, who is a panther who is sleeping. It's a pretty fun game. It was developed by Eurocom, who also worked on other Disney licensed products. They created Disney's Hercules, which came out for the PS1, and Disney's Tarzan, which also came out for the PS1, and I think the N64. And both of those games are very good. Uh, the Jungle Book is also pretty fun, but honestly, I prefer Aladdin. Did your did Eurocom also do Aladdin? No, no, Virgin did Aladdin for the uh, for the Sega Genesis, and Capcom did Aladdin for the Super Nintendo. But the Sega Genesis version is the superior version, it's, and it's empirically superior. We're not saying it's superior because we're Genesis kids. No, no, we're not. The game is empirically superior. Yeah, yes, no, it is It is legitimately the better game. But I love the Aladdin game, and jo- Jungle Book actually reminds me a lot about the Aladdin game, too, to the point where I thought they were developed by the same people until I looked it up. But, uh, like, the UI is very similar, and uh, even the music. I mean, there's only so much you can do with Sega Genesis, right? But the way they did do the music, it kind of reminded me of how Aladdin kind of reimagined the classic songs for the Genesis's hardware. Anyway, overall, I think... Jungle Book holds up. Uh, I think most Disney games tend to hold up, uh, at least some of the older ones. I think they tend to all be pretty fun games. Next week, Seth, I want you to play a game, and I want you to play a game called Splatterhouse Wampaku Graffiti, which originally came out for the Famicom. Is there gore in it? No. Uh, So Splatterhouse Wampaku Graffiti is Splatterhouse, but chibi. Oh, all right. I'll check it out. Well, I'm required to legally. Zach had me play Air Traffic Controller, which was originally released in 1985. It was developed and published. (laughs) (laughs) I did not forget that I had to play this. It was developed and published by Cascoli Software and released for a number of systems, including DOS, which is what I played it on. It is an ASCII or ASCII text-based game where you play as an air traffic controller. As with most DOS-based ASCII text-based games, you have to use weird keyboard commands to get anything to actually work, including your function key. I complained about this when I talked about Goldbox D&D games. Same thing applies to this game. It's just games that came out during this time. They just really liked using every key on the keyboard, and it was before we had standardization of keys, which is annoying. And actually, one of the things that is the hardest thing for me going back to play old games is I just don't have the time to read a manual on how to play a game. I'm really spoiled by modern-ish games that have included um, tutorials or are standard so you don't need a tutorial and you can just start playing. This game does not have that. It does have a tutorial. Well, it has like a, a splash screen that tells you what you need to do. I had difficult time figuring out what I was actually doing and where the airplane was and what was the actual airplane? How many airplanes were on the screen? Where was it going? Where it needed to go? How to make it go in that direction? How to land? How to take it off? Pretty much, I just had a difficult time, period. Uh, <laughs> it was a tough game, but not tough because they designed it to be tough. It was tough because either I'm an idiot or the game was too complex. I honestly don't think that the game holds up, at least for me, but maybe worth checking out if you're nostalgic for ASCII air traffic controlling games. This was like, if you are interested in being an air traffic controller, there are probably still better games to play um, than this one, but I have no idea who this is for. People who played the game when they were growing up, I don't know. If you're an air traffic controller and you want some nostalgic game about work, (laughs) go right ahead. Zach, I'll have you play a game that you may be familiar with. It's Doom. 
from 1993. The original, you can play shareware or fullware. You decide whether you play shareware unlocked version because I assume you have both. Keep it easy. That's going to be our episode. If you want to listen to us, we are available on all different platforms. You can just find us by searching Classic Gaming Brothers. Uh, you can also talk to us and communicate with us by either sending us an email to classicgamingbrothers at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social medias. We are on Twitch, Facebook, and Instagram, which are all at Classic Gaming Brothers. We're on Twitter at CG Brothers Pod. This is coming up into November, uh, which is going to be November is the month of Extra Life. Zach and I will be doing a 24-hour Extra Life a-thon on November 11th. So on the 11th of November, Zach and I will be playing video games and don't worry, you won't be able to miss it because we'll be doing it for 24 hours. So you can check us out at the beginning or the end of the stream where we will be in various state of exhaustion and also probably cranky because we'll have to work at some point in time. Anyway, am I missing anything? Don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. I've been Zach. And I've been Seth. And we have been the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's, That's right. right.